Hellcast, the only show saying without horror, there is no metal. I am Reaper. And Justin. So today we got some questions from fans that are obviously going to go into many different directions and churn out something interesting. You know, we talked about previously talking about how to get into metal. Well, let's talk about something useful of how to do and how to package a record. After that, we've got, you listen to records for years, you love them, and you get to know them, but sometimes when you go back through those years, they just don't hold up. And as always, go to our website. We have our mailing list there right in the upper uh, right-hand corner, so go there and sign up and never miss a beat, whether it be an episode detailed, which we're posting one, or we got cool things going on. You can always have that. There's, there's always something going on, so make sure you sign up for our email list on our website hellcast.net and there's playlists for all these episodes the stuff that we're not playing on them so there's links for that so you can continue to listen to metal and do stuff have something to listen to throughout your work day or whatever the hell you do when you're listening to hellcast all that is on hellcast.net all right so yeah, so a while ago we kind of on our Facebook page, which is another plug. Go to our Facebook page if you're a Facebook user because there's stuff going on there. There's always going to be like questions and stuff. And so a little while ago I uh, opened it up for conversation for people to kind of open up some questions, things that they wanted to hear us talk about. And so right out the gate, Danny wanted to know. What do you think about brutal death metal and slam? I think that's the perfect guy to be talking about this kind of sort of. No, with. no that's not even true. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that label. I don't know why I have that label. The brutal death metal or slam? Well, I definitely wanted the slam. So, <laughs> but as far as I don't know why I got the brutal death metal title, it seems like a lot of the guys like uh, that know me or my my brothers automatically think that's what I'm mainly into. But that's not true. It's just uh, <laughs> it's not true. It's just, I, I saw it, but I'm probably like more than they do. They're pulling that dipshit like the t- last time we were talking about where he just judged it. Oh, you like all that brutal stuff? Well, I, I like some Maiden and stuff too. I mean, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> I guess theoretically, like I, I, I like to say that I don't like that slam shit, the brutal slam. But technically, by definition, I'm sure I do because I'm be like, well, that is what. What are you talking about? I was like, well, at the time, I, there really wasn't even that term. Like, for example, dying fetus. Where they could speak considered that. I, I don't know. Uh, brutal death metal, perhaps. Definitely I think. brutal death metal. Oh, no, the question about that, for sure. But, I mean, where they could be considered the slam part. There's parts, especially in later albums, that kind of are. Um, another band would be uh, Devourment, especially the first album. Slam? Out. I don't th- see, I don't think so, no. But they okay. have some of those breakdown parts to where I think it appeals to that. Okay. Suffocation is another one. The reason I mention these bands is because I, I like all these bands. So if people are like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. That, 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 that shit. Okay, well, I guess I like it then. When I think it's the slam stuff, I think of, uh, um, not to put him down, because he's got kind of a following, cool, it's just not mo- most of my thing, is like Severed Records, mm-hmm. Pathos Records, all that stuff that they sign. Not not everything, but a lot of shit that he likes. It's it's really brutal and guttural and a lot of slammy shit. And a lot of the Texas <laughs> scene, a lot of the Texas brutal scene, at least at least a while ago, I don't know about anymore, but I can imagine it being very much the same at this point. Um, that's what I think about slam. Like, who would be direct bands? I'm trying to think. Well, I, I almost think that there's not much of a difference. Uh, between brutal death metal and slam, like it just seems yeah. like kind of the yeah, that, same, that's, you know? and that's why I said it depends on where you underline. But I mean, the reason being there, there is if you really do it. I mean, like for example, like if someone was to say like do you, uh, dying fetus, especially that later stuff, that's kind of slammy devourment. I'd be like, okay, I see where you're coming from. I could, <laughs> I could give you a pass. But if you say incantation, mortician, gorophobia, that's no. brutal death metal. That's pure brutal okay. death metal. Okay, okay, that's not yeah. slam whatsoever. Yeah, oh yeah, okay, yeah. Well, that's a good differentiation then, but. 
But at the same time, when like you know, nine, and that's where the 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 labels, the genres, all that gets really confusing because you know well, immolation no, is, and all that just, stuff. Uh, what I, the way I look at it. There's basically generations of metal, and especially when you death metal, because it, it's, it's almost like death metal has subgenres of itself. You know, obviously you have genres, subgenres of metal, heavy metal, thrash metal, right, black right. metal. Of course. But it's like death metal has subgenres of itself, too. The way I break it down personally is first generation death metal, which is like possessed, death, massacre, yeah. that stuff. Um, and then there's second generation death metal, which in my opinion is like deicide, cannibal corpse, morbid yeah. angel. Et cetera, et cetera. Well, of course, the Swedish stuff. And then, yeah, then there's that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so kind of like, exactly, sub-tier, because that, that would be second generation as well, but uh, just different sound. But yeah, I would just give them the same category. Yeah, Dismember, all them. Uh, they'd yeah. be second generation as well. Um, third generation, in my opinion. Now, third generation is when I consider bands like Dying Fetus, yeah, Devourment. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the late 90s, early 2000s yes. movement. Yes, and now where, there's also fourth generation, and that's where I lost. I, I, basically, I like one through three. <laughs> fourth, I'm sure, I, three. I'm sure I like somebody in the fourth here and there, but for the, that's when I kind of lost touch where I'm like, this is getting a little bit too complicated for me, and it's one ear out the other. I was like, I don't necessarily think it sucks, but it's really mathy. It's yeah, slammy. Ah, math really metal. Yeah, math, math metal. metal yeah. That's another subgenre. Like, Shit, a, like a fourth generation, man. I'll give you an example who I consider fourth generation. Is uh, which actually they're kind of old now, um, and I thought their first album actually, ironically enough, I thought it was okay. But um, is that band on Relapse Records called Necrophagus? Not Necrophagia, Necrophagus. I think I'm saying yeah, it yeah, right. Necrophagus. I mean, really tactical, all over the fucking place, hard to follow. The first record when I first heard, I mean, I, it was 10, 12 years ago. Um, was our, I kind of consider that fourth generation. The reason being, so I remember when I first heard that, the reason why I thought it was kind of cool is because it was like, I heard nothing else like it. So yeah. like it's kind of, this kind of original. It's hard to follow, but it is kind of cool. And then I noticed within a year or two after hearing that, there was a lot of bands trying to do that. And I just, I just couldn't get into it. And that to yeah. me, that was to me like almost another generation, like fourth generation. And so, like I said, I basically like one through three. Fourth was kind of like, eh, is there a fifth? There might even be a fifth at this point because that death core and all that other bullshit. Yeah. If there's fifth generation, I'd put the death core and all that in Ooh, there. And we can. And I don't that, like you know, any of that. Yeah. And I and I really don't. I, I the brutal death metal stuff. I, I think kind of you know that being like uh, the era of really my growings up, uh, and that stuff being you know kind of being churned out at the time. I it, it kind of sticks in my head as kind of a sour flavor that. You know, I, I think I quickly will judge hearing that label and a band under that label than listening to it because, like, you know, you, you, some of that stuff you could definitely safely judge it and know, know what exactly what it's going to sound like when yeah. you look at it. Yeah, yeah. Where obviously that the, the old judge, don't judge a book by its cover thing does go out, it does play a, a lot of times as well. But I, just for me personally, I, I'm not really that big of a fan and I, and I didn't really like it when it was coming out and going back to it now it still doesn't it doesn't reciprocate it doesn't become something i was like oh wow this is a long lost gem i still kind of retain my opinion whether that matters or not you know but it, it was the question at hand and uh well, also, I, I guess what what was the question actually what do you think about it oh what do i think about it? okay okay I told, and I also from danny do you feel oversaturated with new releases to listen to well I sure do. Now, me, for me personally, it's not so much because there's so much coming out. Granted, that is an obstacle. For me, it's because I do so much with audio that my ears are already 
always being consumed to do what I got to do. So when it comes time for pleasure, it's kind of like, when are you going to listen to a record, like a new album that may be for Hellcast or, or Heavy Metal Relics or whatever, or even for the label that like, you know, you got to listen to, but you want to listen to honestly, you want to give it a, you know, a sit down and listen leisurely like you would for whatever you want to just go to the shelf to. So when I always got my ears tied up with things, it's kind of sort of the last thing I really want to do is like, cause it's still got slightly an agenda. It's still, it's, you know, it, it, in the position that I'm in, it kind of makes it a task rather than a pleasure. And by the time I'm looking to sit down and listen to a record, it's kind of like, I just want to go to the shelf and appease the mood that I'm in. Yeah, no, uh, I'm, I could definitely answer this. Yes. The same, same answer. Not, not for the same reasons, but mainly because it gets so much in, too much to listen to, and a lot of it, it's just it's all the same shit for the most part. Not everything, but there's a lot of it. Just the same thing. It's just that's an overwhelming same feeling. Old, yeah, least, same, yeah, same, oh, same old, same old. Especially when you're just trying to listen to it back to back, one after another, after another, after another. It starts to you really like if you were to go and review, say you listen to like ten things in a row over two days, and you're going to go review each one. It's like you're going to get them all mixed up. You don't even remember which is which. Yeah, and, and again, a lot, a lot of it's because of you know the position. Uh, I think you or you and uh, myself definitely, you know. Because you do less with your ears, but you're you know you're definitely around it. You know, doing it for a profession. Mm-hmm. But one of the things is uh, the adds to the overwhelming aspect of oversaturated is kind of the, the person my personality as well is that I want to listen to when I want to listen to something I don't I don't like listening to something half assed. I don't like being disturbed. I don't like l- reading emails. I want to be the fifteen year old kid that's staring at a wall because I think that that band deserves that respect. No, that's that's the optimal way. That's what I I definitely prefer that if it's a band like if it's um, you know, one of my favorite bands, or whatever, putting out a new album, then I will. I don't stare at a wall, but yeah, give it more attention. Yeah, but I mean, uh, shit that just coming in, uh, I'll just listen to in the shop. You know, when, yeah. when working. Uh, with like it's like you know whatever a new band that I've never heard and and it looks interesting to me I'll just throw on the player because I can't sit there and stare at the wall for everything I wouldn't be listening to, I just don't have time to sit there and listen to it then so I mean I gotta you know kill two birds with one stone but yeah I mean I will do that but yeah for the bands I really like they do a brand new album and especially if it didn't hit me the first time in the uh, listen like in the car or in the shop then yeah. I'll sit at home and listen to it and like I'll be doing something but nothing too distracting maybe like. Maybe like shelving records and stuff on my yeah own. yeah like Still, a metal activity yeah metal activity, exactly yeah yeah, yeah put yeah. my put my records in sleeves like the new ones I bought and and alphabetize <laughs> so much shit's alphabetized so alphabetizing yeah. it so yeah that's that that doesn't take a whole lot of brain cells it, yeah exactly you can engulf yourself in the yeah. music rather than the activity exactly. because the activity would be otherwise that damn boring right yes but it actually makes it exciting I I, yeah. I look forward to like record organizing yeah I like day. it too because yeah you go back and now like holy shit I haven't listened to this in ever I listened to this one time I remember this being pretty good at least yeah. for me I got a lot of that going on well this one kind of is going to kind of tie into another one and then a few of these kind of do that uh uh, Tom wrote and wanted to know why the praise in a crap sounding demo, etc., to then shit on a good sounding version in a follow up to the material, be it an EP or an album. Does did, did I read that right? Does that make any sense? Kind of. If he if he's saying what basically, I think he's saying, he, basically he's, people shit on and say like, no, that version sucks. When it's like an album, it's an official version, and then they'll talk about you know like like death, like yeah. you can't like the albums, you gotta like the demos, and the demos are just that they're yeah. cool, but like well, you know. um, I think I think crap sounding is the ears of the beholder. What is your definition of crap sounding? Because it is, stuff but to me sounds 
certain stuff to me sounds pretty good, and people are like, that sounds like, in fact, I think the death demos sound perfectly okay. Well, now, don't get me wrong. There's, I'm not trying. But to you be, can see why someone not so much on those. Actually, I kind of can't, especially if you got, especially if you got a no, no, especially if you got a good like bootleg version or official version of those. They they actually don't sound that bad. They really don't. But they still aren't studio quality, and I think that's precisely what he means. Yeah, but I mean, all the great shit kind of wasn't. I mean, hell, even possessed seven churches. Yes, yeah, seven is studio quality, but it's not fucking no. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, it's not like crystal clear like what you get of today quality. Well, then I don't know. So what do you, how would you think to answer the question? Maybe because it has maybe because when it is uh, of crystal clear quality, it's all the back and forth that, you know, having having worked with records and mixing and, and, and recording them and all that. Maybe it's, you know, what people that just that characteristic that you do or don't hear because, you know, a death demo or possess seven churches and a lot of metal albums. They came from a place when the bands, they were just kind of going in there. They had no agenda. They had no reason. They weren't doing take after take after take. They were pretty much they probably did one or two, you know, and imperfectly. My but, opinion, you, know. if you can tell what's going on. You can hum the riffs and you can. um I mean, assuming the vocals are understandable, like you can understand what they're saying. But yeah. if you can't like death, I mean, you kind of can, but you, you kind of can't. Uh I'll give you a good example. Who what I have to consider like crap, like where it's like just throw it out. It doesn't really matter. Is there's that band? Uh, the stuff got reissued. Really good band. Uh, it's probably my favorite stuff from France. A band mutilated from France. Okay, yeah, yeah, the yeah. They were initially called Mutilator, which I actually didn't know that for a while. Uh, and they did one like the Brazilian band. They did no, 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 no. It's a, the French band, but like the but like the Brazilian. Oh yeah, band. like the Brazilian band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, same name. Um, they did one rehearsal demo over under uh, Mutilator in '87. One rehearsal demo. And you listen, and you're like, this, this sounds like shit. Like, it's, <laughs> so you don't need this. But you listen to the mutilated demos, you're like, ah. You know, yeah. I know they're not, they're, they're demo. They're demo quality. I mean, are they in a studio? I don't know where the fuck they recorded. But regardless, I'm like, these sound good. Katoya will tell what's going on. I could, t- I could feel the aggressiveness, the guitar riffs, the drumming, everything. That the, the, the rehearsal demo is like, this just sounds like shit. It sounds, it's just, it's just, it's a wall of noise. I can't hum the riffs. I can't tell right. what's going on. That's, a, that's the difference. So me, the death demos, I could totally tell what's going on. Evil Dead and all that. Well, of course, you can tell what's going on. But I, I, I think to, for me, to, the the answer to that question is that I think it's the characteristic. It's the, it's the personality. It's the, it's not because yeah, because it's it's not like an album. Like you know, an album takes time. It takes time because it's you know, it's it's focused on the drums, getting the perfect performance. Then it's the perfect performance of the guitar, the vocals. Yeah, well, part of that that's that's the loses a lot of character. Too. Yeah, it loses a lot. It gets so just, like like I look exactly. Go get that uh, nihilist disc of all the nihilist and tomb demos. That disc is great. Yeah, Jan and, and beginning to end, and, and it sounds demos. good, but it's still raw. Well, yeah, exactly. and, and it's the it's the energy, and that's what I think it yeah. is. Which kind of segues slightly uh, from what Randall asked was, why does war metal, black death metal thrive when it sounds the same and most of the time like shit? <laughs> um, I, you and I both don't know, but I mean, you're saying <laughs> war metal and black metal. You're kind of lumping them like. Well, yeah, we did you know, war slash black metal, you know, because there is a, you know, a characteristic difference between the two you know black metal can be i'm assuming you're talking about bands like revenge conquer morbosidad stuff like that I would that's assume. what i think of when he puts bands up like precisely that. what i think of okay um yeah i don't know couldn't tell you yeah i kind of wanted the same uh, uh i do too and I, I, I really do i really kind of struggle with even trying to get into some of those bands because it, it is it's it's like dude this all sounds the same and it, but to their defense, I'm sure they think about the same shit about me. They probably think Cannibal Corpse, Sinister, DSI. They probably think that shit all sounds the same. Yeah, 
it could be. I mean, it's always going to be the ear of the beholder. But I think on a larger to be to humor the voice that's not in the room on the larger scale, I think it's going to be more agreed that, you know, Revenge, uh, Black Witchery, th- those kind of bands that yeah, every song is just very aggressive, very fast. Every album, in, in, in fact, it's kind of funny even bring it up. I mean, I'm not shit tra- talking those bands by any sense. I'm just saying that my opinion. I'm I'm not a huge fan of that style. Do I kind of like some stuff by those bands? Of course, and 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 like the band, you know, members themselves, particularly Black Witchery, which is kind of funny because I remember an age. <laughs> Whatever, the, whatever. Uh, what was their last album called? And then Hell's Headbangers. All the Inferno of Sacred Destruction. Yeah. So it's so this kind of question because of the the essence of the question, it kind of sticks in my head when that came out. I remember a guy ordered it. He called he called up to order it. Yeah, yeah. And he's you know just all quiet and like, oh, hold on, you know, what's your name? Blah blah. blah typed it in and then, all right, cool, man. Well, what can I get for you? Yeah, I want to get the new fucking Black Wishery. So it was like, just like, whoa, like holy shit, man, you're pumped and like oh. you know like. Two thumbs up, great. But I'm just kind of like pumped about what exactly. <laughs> it's like, well, actually, with those bands, especially Black Witchery, uh, I actually think their sound is really cool. And I've said this a million times, just not on here. Is uh, to me, all I need is a seven inch. I'm good to go. I think the sound is cool. It's just all the songs start to sound the same. But when you first yeah. hear it, you're like, man, this sounds fucking intense. This is good. Right. This is awesome. Yeah. I like how it's said. This is good shit. But then I song eight, you're like, what the fuck? This is like the same goddamn shit. And then you're on the fourth album, you're like, I didn't need four albums. I just I'll I'll take an EP. I'm right, good. right. That's that was my take. So I think the sound and shit's good. I get where the appeal is. I just too much of it is just kind of like this is the same goddamn thing. But again, I mean, I sound like a huge hypocrite because many people, including yourself, are going to say the same about like Mortician, Incantation, those bands. Of course. Which technically is kind of true, but I guess I just, yeah, like the riffs on each song or whatever. Well, and, and, and totally, and I, I full-heartedly agree, and, and I'm not knocking those bands at all either because it is my it is entirely my opinion, which I agree with you. Yeah, yeah it's like it's kind of like an EP, like I'm, I'm kind of good. But for me, and that could be though too, like where where you're at in your your metal journey, and where how many bands have you heard that sound like that? Maybe you haven't heard that many, so then you're 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 fresh. That maybe you're younger, and that you just want that fucking because I, I could definitely relate to that if that was like you know me at fifteen yeah, super to young, now, especially if you haven't heard like yeah the the most extreme thing you heard was Slayer or something. Yeah, they go that you're like, holy fuck. Yeah, yeah, it's just like fuck Slayer. I want yeah. Black Witcher like that. Yeah, that's yeah. intense music. Slayer's just yeah, fucking tame fogies yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So so I can understand that, but it, it, where I'm at, it it, it doesn't you know kind of like yeah, that doesn't, doesn't, doesn't blow my socks off. <laughs> Dave said, what about crowdfunding? It may stifle artists from trying new things for the fear of losing their audience, because there's a lot of bands that are doing crowdfunding to do their albums. Which, I don't know what the fuck that is. Uh, basically, you get people to throw in money. It's like a pre-order. Only oh, like the I, most I do, okay. yes, version I, I, do, I do know what you're talking about. Um, I don't agree with it. To me, get a job and fucking save some money and pay for it. That's, that's just what I think. <laughs> I mean, I definitely agree with your point. I don't think everyone always has that luxury, especially if they're a musician aspiring to be a musician. So, you know, they, they can't afford they, they're not going to let themselves go down the path. They will starve for as long as they have to until they realize that that journey is not going to work out for them. And a lot it works. And to say that that's a wrong mindset and we'll get a real job. No, I mean, well, yeah. I, I still kind of don't buy it because assuming you're 18 or older, so out of high school, 
Well, there's 24 hours a day. You sleep for eight, you go to work for eight, and you can play guitar for eight. What's the problem? How much more guitar practice do you need? <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, never, I didn't go down that route, but, but some of the greats, that's how... The, well, you're not one of the greats clear. yet, because if you did, well, you wouldn't be funding. the greats. Then the well, greats that's why a lot, a lot of the greats, unless, especially the smart guys, had jobs. That's why they weren't bums <laughs> in the street. No, I mean, I, I definitely see it, but I also I also see the power of the crowd fund. I mean, if you're an established band and you're one of the greats and, like, you're, you're going to be threatened, like, fuck, we're not going to be able to pay our rent and no labels are putting out our stuff. Well, unfortunately, that also kind of at the same time tells you the quality of it, may, per, potentially. And so I don't know. It's 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 mixed. I mean, I see the great the good in it because it it, it makes a lot more possibilities, and and not everyone thinks like you know I gotta get a, go- a job. They do think they gotta. Yeah, no, it's it great way. for the person on the other side collecting for sure. Like obviously, if you're in that boat, and especially if you're getting pre-orders, you're like, oh great, it's you can have the release paid for, and it's you know when it first comes out, and then you got a good chunk going out the door. But that's uh how that, I just see that being good for the, the the person collecting themselves. I don't see how it's good for everybody else. It's just good for the fan that's that excited about that. If you have that many fans, but chances are if you have that many fans are going to be able to fund it. I mean, you probably already have some type of revenue coming in to be able to put in towards a band. I would think like through merchandising shirts and shit like that. Because think about it. I mean, like if you're just a no name band and you're just starting off, why would you have a bunch of pre-orders for shit? No one even knows what you sound like. They don't they don't know anything about you. Yeah, yeah. So in my opinion, it has to be somewhat of an established band to have reached that. If you're somewhat established why you broke as hell. You should have some type of band account, I would think, wouldn't you? Yeah. I No, I, I think, the, the, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it, you kind of kind of put me in my place with what I could really retort with that. But I will say that it is, for whatever objective there may be that's unattainable to anyone, that if you do have a, a, an established fan base, that crowdfunding is good, that, you know, it could bring that, dream whatever it may be outside recording a record or whatever that you do need that finance that if you're you could turn to your fan base that they're provided they know what precisely what they're getting into and and funding and you live up to it yeah i mean if, if, you know, if people are for that hey i'm not gonna bash it if that's their hustle go hey who am i to say no i mean it's, it's, would, it, would it be my approach if i was to start a band no but who's to say i got all the ideas but you know if that if it's working for them then hey don't listen to me keep doing what the fuck you're doing <laughs> Patrick said, who will be the next classic death or any type of metal ban to spawn clones, etc.? And Yane kind of pretty much said, what is the future for metal pioneers when the when the metal pioneers are gone? I'd say those are probably two of the same or at least a nice little segue of the same general question. Assuming and, I kind of understand the question myself right is... uh. It's not going to be any different type of sound. It's going to be already what exists. It's just going to be a more popular band, whoever's carrying that sound on. Yeah. Or it is going to be a different sound to where it's like, I don't know what this is, but I don't like it. So either way, I'm I'm not concerned. <laughs> um, but if it's somebody like, um, take, for example, a uh, Swedish death metal band I really like uh, is Entrails. They're a newer band, you know, let's face, face it in tune. We know they suck. Uh, Dismember's gone, Carnage long gone, you know, Grave, they've blown for a while. So you got them kind of carrying the flag. Yeah. That, that, in a sense, you know what I'm saying? Because they are, they're on Metal Blade Records getting decently out there. And it is, it is the old school sound, but they're a modern band. Yes. I think that's what he means. Yeah. In that case, in that case, I I like it. You know, whatever, whoever's, whoever is, if if they're a good band and, you know, they're carrying the old flame and, they're the new uh, popular band, whatever. That's fine. But if it's some just new, uh, 
totally new sound, some new um, ultra new metal or whatever the fuck's going to come out next. I mean, it, it doesn't matter to me either way because I won't even pay attention to it because it just won't be my thing. I, I can't even, like new metal, I couldn't even name you a single band. I don't even know what the who, who's considered that shit. Like I don't follow. And you metal? Yeah, and you, yeah, yeah. Oh. I don't even follow that. I don't know anything about it. Uh, I'm 20 years out of date, as I've been told, so I, I don't know. I don't even know if it's considered a style anymore. I, I, it almost seems like metalcore took over. Oh, maybe, oh, okay, maybe it's be. that. I just figure it's the same shit. Who knows, dude? There might be a podcast that's you know there. There, yeah, they're gonna take on the the reins of whatever. Let's just hope that Hellcast is that. that. Yeah. So as far as those <laughs> bands, when they get popular, because uh, you hear about them, like, um, who are those bands that are popular that um, that are affiliated with like stuff that you know, like I like, like like Entrails and just remember they're affiliated with that. But you're like, yeah. I don't like them. Um, who would be an example? Um, just think of a Central Media band or a Metal Blade band in or, flames. No, because they're old. At least I'm thinking of a newer band. Something, oh. something, some, something. When you're going, you know, to a restaurant or something, and you almost see. guaranteed, some dreadlock douche, air, air gauge douche wearing, <laughs> you know, guy is going to come up to you and be like, "Hey, man, I like you, like so and so." And who, who would be a good example? Uh, well, the Swedish scene's a pretty good one to bring. Oh, they up got because a lot it of seems like shit. a lot of that stuff. They do. Like, who would be? Ah, I can't I think know, of somebody. Soil work or. That might work. That sounds kind of familiar, but isn't that that sounds like it might be a little uh, bit older. probably like late nineties, early two thousands. Yeah, that's too late. I'm talking about something in the last. I don't 10 know. Years. I, I'm with you. I'm, I'm like removed <sighs> from the popular world. Sure, I, there's something on relapse as well. I'm sure there is too, but um, I wouldn't be able to tell you I'm sure, what it is. I'm, I'm sure these guys will just yell and shit at the screen. They're, yeah, he means so and so. Yeah, this God damn it! This should have been. This live. is who he's talking about. I'm taking over. What yeah. the fuck? Yeah, because I don't like I said yeah. I don't follow it, but it's and a lot of times when people come up to me and ask me that shit. Alex Blake, honestly, man, I never heard them, but if they sound anything like I think they're going to sound, I, I don't like them. <laughs> I mean, I, I so, well, Yane's kind of question was kind of, well, what is the future for metal when the pioneers are gone? I, I think the simple answer to that is that someone else is going to yeah, take over. Like the, the entrails There'll or whatever. There'll be plenty yeah, of clones yeah. that'll clones be popular that'll be, enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, where I because one could say like for example that band Ghost I don't think they sound anything like Merciful Fate personally but Merciful Fate's basically gone he, hell even King Diamond's pretty much gone he really hasn't done an album in seven eight years so yeah. in a sense so it's Attic's kind of in its place over. yeah or Attic yeah but or Ghost because they're a big band you know yeah, King Diamond I, was big I don't and think that they sound they like sound them same, but it's that fan ba- I could you know what I'm saying it's it's not it's not hanging out with Cannibal you know what I mean they, yeah. so it's the same idea well I think. To give specific bands that would be then who the next pioneer uh, uh, to spawn, I don't think if there's going to be anything pioneering about it, I think, unfortunately for all the haters, this example will fall short for them. But you brought it up, Ghost, in that they went back. They didn't really like bring a new sound. I, I mean, I guess, but uh, it's kind of new, but, but yeah, but they, they went to the well, they went and found classic kind of stuff. Like Actually, better example, fuck those like guys. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A better example would be midnight. <laughs> okay. Because midnight's a newer thing. I mean, let's face it. Who's midnight sound the most like, <sighs> I don't know. Venom, I yeah, was going to say, but I don't, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I think it's too fast for Venom, but it's definitely not a new sound. No, no. And so with that being said, but they're kind of carrying the torch now. Yeah. So let's just say, say those geezers, Venom and all of them are gone, which technically they're not, but let's just say they are in the years and someone like Midnight's carrying the torch. And that's what I, that's well, what but, I but the point I wanted to bring up though. It was that here, what I thought the, the whole like critically acclaimed, even like metal guys, and and brought it to the metal world by bringing up Ghost was that it it went to like it went to like 
older styles. It wasn't the obvious choice. It wasn't like Midnight where it's like, oh, it was Venom. It was like, what what are they influenced by? And it's it was kind of it was different stuff. So I think anyone that's going to pioneer something, whether they either they're going to come up with a brand new sound or they're going to go to something that's so indirectly. Uh, influential to them to kind of sort of breathe a new life into yeah, an existing a little bit both. sound. Like, for example, I mean, uh, I think, uh, you know, Acid Witch is a pretty upcoming band. And, yeah. stuff, and they have a pretty yeah. fresh sound. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Yes, you can compare it to us like it's Doomy. And but that's they, my point. But they don't, I, I can't think of anyone like they sound like Candlemass or anything like that. Like, no, they don't. But to argue that they weren't inspired by Candlemass. No, I'm sure they were. That's fine. Right. And that is my point exactly. So, but failing to. But so they have kind of like a newer sound and they're carrying the torch, at least for the Hell's Headbangers flag. You know, they're carrying the torch, newer band, you know, uh, well, my opinion, newer band. Some of the younger bucks listen, oh, that's an old band. They were around before I got into metal. (laughs) They were. Ask which uh, oh, they probably been around ten, t- 10 years, probably about now, right? <laughs> so we got we have a listening audience of ten to twelve year olds. <laughs> no, but they got in there when they're fi- if, they, if they're sixteen now and got one of their fourteen. Yeah, they were fourteen. Yeah, they were two years ago. So yeah, they're like oh. that's an old band. All right, well, uh, shit. Yeah, I remember like when you're fourteen and shit, and you hear something like uh, eight years ago, you're like that was a lifetime ago. It's like no, not not really. Yeah, no, I do, and especially when you don't have that many. When you take those eight years off your life, it's yeah, well, that's saying they were gone. <laughs> that's what I mean, exactly. That's why it seems like a lifetime for them. Technically, it was for you, me. No, for whoever was saying that at that age. Oh. <laughs> Carrying on the torch, at least for a Hell's Headbangers release, available is the album by Vault Wraith, Death is Proof of Satan's Power. Now, here's a band that definitely is combining a bunch of different sounds. I mean, at glance, it would be definitely easy with the vocal style and to kind of lump it in with death metal, but personally, my description would be that very death metal-like heavy metal because it's kind of slower. It's not blasting all the time. It's not intense double bass. It's but it's definitely got the growling vocals. It's definitely got the... That's basically the, heavy metal with death metal vocals, what you're saying. In a way, yeah, without the more, like, rocking, but rocking well, riffs. Well, it's kind of like take, uh, take uh, Devil Lee Rot. That's basically, like, black metal vocals on top of, like, heavy metal music. Exactly. But less of the heavy metal music and more of the death metal, but oh. heavy metal. Who knows? Because you can just listen to it and decide for yourself. It's a great release that's out. It's got CD, LP, shirts, Link hellcast.net. Just pick them up because you're going to love them, brah. Yeah, you'll love it, brah. That's all you need to know. You'll love it, brah. So, a little while ago, I was on, um, I saw something on Facebook or something. Someone was bitching about how they got a record from Amazon and that. Fuck Amazon, they didn't know how to package my record, and it's beat the shit. It's got a corner ding, and it's like the smallest corner ding ever to where you're just rolling your eyes like, oh, come on, my, why do you care that much? Still, it was damaged, but I couldn't help but kind of go, hold on a second, it's not Amazon's fault. Well, it could be, but it's, it might not be because there's a lot to be said as seeing things come into a business of the guy that sends it doesn't do Fuck well, to make sure. No, it gets that. First there. off, I, I I think I'm the only guy that doesn't understand how Amazon works. I'm one of the very few people that never order from Amazon. It, I always was under the impression that it's like private people selling on there, not like a big fucking huge goddamn company that's shipping shit out at one location. Uh, Am I incorrect on that thought process? 
you're you're halfway right. You can be a private seller, but you wouldn't qualify for the Amazon Prime and all that. Those sellers ship. Well, because how do you know? Because if you bought it from the private seller part, what do you mean fuck Amazon? It's fuck the guy you bought it from. Pretty much, exactly. But he didn't get it from the private seller. He did get it from Amazon. As okay, with well, that being said, too. Not, but some, and that's precisely the point, is a lot of people might say that. Fuck Amazon. Failing to sit there and go back for it. Well, hey, A, I got it from a private seller on Amazon. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. And exactly kind of the point. But there's, but the particular records that he was talking about, I was just like, oh, I know for a fact they probably got it fucked up because Hell's Headbangers got them fucked up from the supplier. They don't give a shit. They don't do shit. When, especially when it's bigger bands, they come from a, a place that grannies, I guarantee, are pulling fucking Celine Dion, Lady Gaga, oh, you know, oh, creator, yeah, absolutely. And, and they're those, they don't know. They're just tossing them in a yeah, box. And, and, and literally just tossing them in a box. And so now Amazon could get better mailers, but every time I bought stuff- Are there mailers? Should I've never bought an LP or anything. It's just those mailers that have a lot of buffer room, but- they don't do anything to fix like they don't it tape inside. them down or nothing. They're sliding around, a floppy cock hanging out in a box. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty oh, that's much. no good. Yeah, of course it's going to come banged up. You know, we talked about how to get in the metal, but a real good thing is how to package a record. Happily so, a lot of people seem to look to HH and, and like, you know, I want, that's the example. This is how to package a record. And so, not to literally tell us how to package a record, but the guy that does actually package the records, I think this is a pretty good opportunity to even have that conversation in that, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could draw this, drag that conversation out for an hour when you say that, because in my mind, I think of several different packs. Are you thinking about just a record, one LP, or are you thinking about a box of, because people that buy 20 LPs? Yeah, well, I mean, wouldn't you say that the, let's just do one. One LP, okay. Well, for us, personally, which is what you should have, is some type of oversized box. We have custom uh, ma- made boxes. Yeah. Uh, they're all just, you know, so we have a shitloads of them. But if I understand that, you know, not everybody's going to have that luxury. But so an LP covers 12 and a quarter by 12 and a quarter. So you want at least to have a box that's minimally 13 by 13 because you don't, you want the box oversized. Yeah. And then you kind of just center it. Don't let the edges touch. Because think about what's going to hit the ground first is the corners. Yeah. The corners of the box. Well, if the, if the record ain't touching it, it's less likely. A lot of people think shitloads of bubble wrap and shit like that. Yeah, I'm not saying don't use bubble wrap and doesn't help, but it's no, it's going to do nowhere near as good as an oversized box as long as it's not shaking around. Hell, you can even just wrap the thing in paper, center in the box, and surround it by those packing peanuts to the point where it won't move at all, and I guarantee you it'll probably arrive perfect condition. Yeah, well, because if you think about it, too, the bubble wrap, once that if that's right on the edge, once that thing gets impact, that's going to pop those bubbles. So once it gets thrown again, and that will happen, yeah, yeah, yeah for it's sure, it's going to be fucked. Exactly. So, so that's why people just think bubble wrap, and they and they just have this, um, you know, basically two size box. Like they'll have like a, in my opinion, thirteen is probably a little bit too small. I'd say that that's why I said the minimum thirteen inches by thirteen. Uh, fourteen by fourteen is the most optimal because you have a good you know inch and a you know whatever quarter per side. And uh, you just center it in a box, tape it down or whatever, and uh, and then surround the rest with packing peanuts. And uh, yeah, because there also be something to be said too about the you know if it's not being thrown, which it is, that's the first thing the post office does. Oh yeah, absolutely throws it, and then the next guy throws it, and the guy throws it. Hell, they probably fucking throw it when it gets to your door. But water damage, <laughs> like yeah, know? that's that. Luckily, that doesn't happen as often. But it and does. Nowadays, one thing that's gonna offset about 80% of that is there's no reason in the fucking world that a record should be shipped out of a side of a plastic sleeve these days. No reason. <laughs> no. If you're no. shipping naked ass cover and uh, just record, like the record outside the cover, yeah. that's, that's, that's no good. That, that's 15 years old in the making. Who, who, that's 
unprofessional as fuck, and who, who wants that? <laughs> uh, but they know, do it. So it's, a, oh, I believe, well, do they still do it? Because uh, us, uh, everything's in sleeves, but I know we sleeve shit that well, arrives. We do it, yeah. but it doesn't come that way. But so that's kind of that shit gets so, soggy as a motherfucker. Yeah, so I've had soggier records. If they're in plastic <laughs> sleeves, if they're pre-sleeved, that will offset. You could still you still have the risk of getting water damage if the pack gets water, but you're a lot less likely, of course. especially on one record. In fact, it's the wrapping that sometimes has saved records that you're like, God damn, that's going to be fucked. You break into it, you're like, how the hell did this survive, you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's it happened recently. It was the most obliterated package of records I've ever seen in my life. And oddly enough, it seems to be the bigger the package, sometimes the more fucked up they can get. Oh, yeah, because it's heavy because they're just throwing it. Yeah, you know, because and you hit those momos at the fucking. Well, it's, uh, it's, it's the tampon boys working out there that shouldn't have the job. They can't lift seventy pounds, but yet the maximum pounds is what's the maximum boxes we take? We take up to seventy pounds, but yet their fucking employees can't lift it. Well, of course they're gonna throw it or drop it. Like, oh fuck, Jesus, <laughs> can't get it. Uh, Sam, grab it. Throws it down the fucking stairs. And all yeah. that weight, of course, it's going to bust through the seams. Yeah, I've seen packs come through back in the day. It looked like a fucking elephant sat on it. <laughs> well, <laughs> and do you expect me to pay for that, brah? Yeah. Like they deliver that? Oh, dude, and they, they totally just look baffled like when you reject it. Like, like I don't want that. Like, what do you mean? Well, you have to take it. Fuck, no, I don't have to take it. You fucked it up, asshole. Well, I didn't buck it well, up. Your, ah, you your, did. your, your crew your company did. did. And happened? you know what? The customer that's going to buy it from me, he's going to look at me that I fucked it up. So I'm looking at you. And I know you did. I know you did it. Just, just fucking admit to it. You do, do it. and it's funny too. They bring up the weight limit thing, and you brought up last time telling the the stories from the the HH male lady. Which how, how how's her behavior been lately? It's been really shitty. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> as expected. Oh, well, well then the stupidity of that same male department. So. Where Hell's Headbangers is in Valley City. Sorry, Valley City, guys. There's some people that work for that postal system. So if you're one of them, there, there's good ones. But there's a lot of stupidity going on there. And, th- and this is not stupid as it is just kind of like, what? Where, like, they'll make multiple deliveries in a day. Where you're just like, just, just load it on the fucking truck and bring it all at once. But what we wanted to bring these express packages to you right now is like, I, I appreciate the effort. But as the story's going to land, it's, now it's being a pain in the ass. <laughs> and that, so... So there's that, because it's just, like, in the middle of nowhere, I guess, and they just have nothing better to do but, like, oh, my God, we got one thing in mail. Like, go out there, Bill, and give it to them. And so, so the, okay, so so the regular guy that would do that would be the head of the post office. I guess he's on vacation. So I get a phone call, and this lady's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm such and such, and I'm filling in for Bill, but you guys got express mailboxes, and I, I tried to deliver them yesterday. You got two of them, and no one was there. What time of day was this? <laughs> it was two or three o'clock. We were here. What door did you come to? We have multiple entrances. I came to the glass door. Ah, problem number one. Wrong door. But I get it. You don't know. Fine. Well, go to the red door next time. That's where everyone comes and clear. Everybody's parked. Yeah. You see the yeah. line of cars and then you see a door. Pretty sure there's gonna be some people in there. I, I might I would go around banging on some doors. At least I would it, no one no one has any uh, uh reservations from doing it to Hell's Headbangers walking in. Is this the recycling place? Like, no! Yeah, they do, do that. <laughs> yeah. Do you see all these fucking records? Like God recycling damn. them? Yeah, and that's another gripe, sidetrack, but like you know, oh my god, you sell records in here? Like, they no, sell- we sell like no sell tampons yeah <laughs> yeah so get here's one <laughs> but so so yeah so are you gonna be there because we, we you got another express package today and you weren't there yesterday well you went to the wrong fucking door go to the red door be fine okay well what are you gonna do about these other two packages 
You're going to bring him up here is what you're going to do. I already tried yesterday. So we're on the phone right now. You're telling me you got a package that just came in today that you will drive up here outside of the regular mail delivery, but the other two because you tried yesterday. Not and try. No, not going to throw them in yeah, the Yeah, you're not going to bring them in today. So I was like, and then it just went quiet. I'm like, like, so just bring them all. Just bring them all. Well, can you come down here and get them? I, I, no, I don't work for the mail company. Well, someone's going to be there. I just fucking told you you went to the long door yesterday when someone was here and told you what door to go to. What What is not coming through here? Go to the red door. Someone will be there. It's more that wimpification. I, I agree. Shouldn't have a job. And then that was the thing. And then, and then we are someone going to be there to help lift because they're quite heavy. Absolutely not. You should be able to lift it. That ain't my fucking problem. Are we going to get it? Is someone going to be there to discount this for the 100% amount that was paid? Like, Bill the guy, Burr, let's have the guy work on the yeah. side of the road with the jackhammer. Someone going to be able to ha- help me hold this jackhammer up. It's a little heavy. Dude, I Why can't. Why the fuck you uh, the operator then? I, I couldn't help but think of that Bill Burr bit where he does about the the, the sandwich. It, like, goes to the sandwich place. And then, he's like, then he asks the guy, like, well, where's the mayonnaise? Like, oh, the, the mayonnaise is, oh. Uh, uh, over right there, you can go grab. It. He's like, uh, why don't you go over there and you put it on there? Because I paid 100% of the money to get 100% of the sandwich. And that's kind of <laughs> the thing. I paid, like, and, and everyone knows with like, with postal systems, especially in the United States, one CD is like, what, 10 fucking dollars to send internationally anymore? Yeah, something like that. So it's so. like, motherfucker, are you refunding money because this fucking idiot can't lift it and do his goddamn job? No, I thought not. So I don't give a fuck if you throw out your back, you hurt your knees, it's raining. I don't give a fuck. That's your problem. Is it not? Agreed. 100% agreed. <laughs> so go out there and get me my fucking box and I will watch you. That's what I will do. I'll watch you. Yeah. I'll give you. I'll, I'll help you lift them with my eyes. I'll tell you where to set them. Yep, yep, yep. You're doing good there, Nancy. Oh, oh, my back. Yeah, it's it's a bitch yeah. the first few yeah. times, but there's a guy that works here. He might give you some lifting advice. Use your <laughs> legs. Legs, legs. Too much back. There you go. Yep. You got it. <laughs> you got it. See you tomorrow. <laughs> and the funny thing is, then the moral of that story was our guy who is. Definitely not built like you. Had no problem lifting them. So the, oh, yeah, the male yeah. lady shouldn't have to. That's sexist, Reaper. It, she got the job, so I'm, I'm sorry. It, yeah. it, it's another Bill Burr moment. The, the sexist thing. Hey, if you're going to, no matter your gender, if you're hired to do the job. You should really do the job. You should, yeah, I don't give a fuck what's between your legs. But if you can't do the job. And then you're going to say it's because it's between your legs. Well, then fuck you. Uh, yeah, that whole sexist shit. Don't even give me a start on that. That's a whole nother topic. Yeah. It's like all, the, all, all those people that promote that. They want they want equal everything. But when it comes time to make things equal, it ain't equal. Yeah. Well, I can't do that. But yet you claim you could do everything that we can do. Well, your so boss whatever. said you can. He said 70 pounds is the limit. So exactly. So get a lift in. Yeah. <laughs> well, I see it. Yeah. Sounds like the USPS training course should be gym. Yeah. <laughs> did yeah. you fail gym class? Because I think you did. <laughs> yeah. So a little while ago, the good people at Metal Blade kind of sort of got Hell's Headbangers on doing uh, exclusive vinyl editions. So one of those was the new God Dethroned album. Well, not so new anymore, but it's new. Some it's a few months The old. newest, yeah, the yeah. latest, at least the time of recording this, uh, God Dethroned, The World of Blaze. Now, the Hell's Headbangers edition is 100 copies. It is uh, clear black marbled vinyl. Which presumably the sticker on there is that. Yeah, it's looks, yeah, numbered. Yeah, looks very smoky. It, it, it blends with the color. Yeah. of the mm-hmm. cover. So that's really cool. 
And no, uh, Metal Blade's really stepped their game up. They're they're, they're re- especially all the LPs are reissued and shit. They do them all with the um, Universal old uh, Metal Blade logo uh, uh, dust covers. Yeah. Um, a lot of them are including posters and stuff. They're actually really nice now because they're reissuing like Slayer and stuff about five years ago or so. Those were sucky. <laughs> but now they're, they're actually, they're all really nice. Scotty Throne, that's actually, uh, you know, they're my top top 25, something around there. I mean, they're a really good band. Uh, they're actually one of the very few bands that I do like a lot that I like every album by. Because as we all know, you know, usually three strikes and you're out by most bands. Uh, I actually like every album. Now, I don't like every album as much as another. I, I think uh, like uh, Grand Grimoire and Bloody Blasphemy, those are like the cream of the crop. But every album, in my opinion, is, is, is really, really good shit. And I think they're probably... One of the most underrated bands ever. Well, there you go. So that's the album, The World Ablaze, the exclusive Hell's Headbangers edition, available at Hell's Headbangers. That link, as well as a song to jam, is at hellcast.net. So as you obviously go through your years of being a metal fan and listening to the records that you love, sometimes there will be a time that just goes by where you don't hear it or who knows a natural progression in which that record kind of doesn't live up to what it used to be in your mind and that's been happening to me a little bit but to the contrary it also breathes some life in the records that you thought sucked and you're like this is actually pretty good yeah 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 it goes both ways definitely but man i was like I, i always really liked prong like the first few albums before they like did all that industrial bullshit. Tommy Victor dyed his hair the bleach blonde, like all the douchebags in nineties, uh-huh. um, and so on. But uh, you know, the first first three albums, I, I really. But and and one of those albums, particularly, begged to differ. The third album, I was like, I, I loved it when I was a kid. And man, I I, I listened to a race and I'm like. I might need to get rid of this. This is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like I don't know. I just. I, it just it just seems so like lame. It just didn't have what I heard in it anymore. Yeah. Now the first two albums did. Still, I was like, oh, these are great. But uh, unfortunately, I'm kind of at a loss for other examples other than other prong albums. I, I did like, you know, I kind of did like up to some of the when they started introducing some of that industrial crap, like uh, to cleansing. I didn't really like that one album, Rude Awakening. That was really a that was a rude awakening, <laughs> but like, you know, like prove you wrong. Like it was just a weird album. Prove you wrong. That was, it was a weird album. Like, so like, it, I don't know. I, I liked him at the time, but it, I was struggling at the time too. So it was naturally where it begged to differ. It was just like, I remember it was uh, Kevin from Gravel when he was, he actually kind of suggested even to talk about this. And that was one of the ones he even incited <laughs> too. It's like, beg to differ. That's kind of, it's, it's kind of weak. So, and he was like, one of the songs used to be even like the opener for, the Headbangers Ball on MTV back because this I think that album came out like ninety. Okay, so it was like so. At, at any rate, though, it was like well, maybe that has something to do with it because Headbangers Ball that kind of sucks. I, I man, you talk yeah. about not oh, living yeah, up. Yeah. Like I don't know, I never liked it. I never even really even seen that show. I've when seen. It was on. I think it's like parts on YouTube. Like you watch old shit. Like, but I, I know what it is. But I never sat down and watched it. When D. Snyder did it, it was pretty cool. When that. DB uh, Ricky Rockman did it. It was disappointing, oh, and that was the longest running guy with it. In oh, fact, yeah. I think they brought it back, and he did. And like, well, why would you want him? Like, he doesn't even look like he's into the stuff. It's like having that one guy on the radio. <laughs> oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll yeah. Tell about <laughs> or some people might be saying it's like having you listening to you, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, could be that. Well, why are you listening? Yeah, Change could the channel. be. Well, what do you? What do you got? Do you got what, any records that? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I had mean, to pull the uh, socks uh, back the up. One uh, this is a while ago is. Uh, 
I remember um, Death's Individual Thought Patterns album. Oh, yeah. I remember going back, like, what was I thinking? This album blows chunks. <laughs> no, but the thing is, it's kind of gone back and forth because um, I had a very similar, I remember having uh, thinking kind of the same about spiritual healing, not blows chunks, and then going back and listening to last year, so I'm like, it's, it's pretty good. <laughs> so it went from good to kind of sucky to pretty good again. Yeah, yeah. So, and I haven't listened to individual thought patterns again, but I do remember being you know, liking it and then going back like five year gap, not listening to it. And I'm like, oh man, what was I thinking? <laughs> that was definitely one. Um, and yeah, there is, there's been some like disappointers where I'm like, eh, this is not as good. Like a, 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 not as good of an example is always thought as uh, cause I like, I like that band insanity a lot. Yeah. And uh, their second album, uh, visions of the apocalypse. It's good. But when I go back and listen to it now more, it's cause I, they originally, uh, it actually just got, um, released like a year ago or so on Dark Descent officially, but the band uh, self-released it as like a CDR crap version or whatever, so I've had it for years. And uh, going back and listening now, I'm like, all the songs that I that I really like on there, with the exception of one or two, I like the old songs we recorded. Yeah. So going back and listening, I'm like, yeah, this isn't as... It's got some fucking fillers on there, as opposed to... Because like that, I I mean, huge Insanity fan. I love the demos and Death After Life, the first album. Like I, I think I, in fact, that probably is the most underrated death metal band of all time, in my opinion. Oh well, and more on underrated, but well, then there's also like so I was listening to uh, Death Row's uh, Riders of Doom or, or or Satan's Gift, whatever title or region that you know suited each title. Um, I was listening to, it and I'm not not to say that the album stunk and I didn't like it. I still enjoyed it, but it it lacked. There was something that I. I maybe and I what I can kind of cite is I was noticing kind of how sloppy it was, uh-huh. and I kind of couldn't help but analyze that and go like, "Huh, it, it's 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 kind of it's slightly taken away. It's slightly taken away because it's that sloppy." And I and I know you know kind of like what some of those questions were in the beginning of the show, where it's like you know why do people praise some of that? I I kind of sit there and I when I listen to some of the sloppier, especially classic ones like Iron, less sarcophago Iron Eye and uh-huh. and stuff. I, I I I sit there and wonder like well, why why is this so great? Because it is so goddamn sloppy. Not that I'm like not liking it, but I'm I'm just wondering it. And maybe that's what it was. But I, I totally just kind of yeah, I found myself really kind of critically listening to, it, especially when uh, I think it is the song Satan's Gift. Maybe it's not. Where uh, on de- the Death Row album, where he uh, kind of starts to sing, and it's so horrendously off key that it's like, oh, dude, yeah, I never don't really. Do I, that. Death Row was another band that I never really got into. They no? just didn't do anything for me. I got, you know, heard them much later. I could go back and listen to them maybe now. It's kind of like, like I said before, Living Death. They were German. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Exumer's another one. I know you like the first album. Yeah, yeah. Uh, those are the bands that just they don't suck. They no, just, oh, they just but don't that's do a good example. They do nothing for me. I do like the first. I, I like the first album. Like, like, and when you talk about the classics, I'm not too familiar with uh, you know the the stuff they're doing right now. The Rising from the Sea, the second album, which uh, has a different singer on it. I remember, yeah, I remember like being really excited about it. <laughs> I got, I ended up getting rid of it. I was like. I don't. I don't like that. This is not. This is not rocking. This is not rocking my world. I didn't. I did not like it going back. Whenever it was, I went back, and 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 some of it was kind of some of the. I noticed a little bit of a silliness, and and maybe that's what it was like. Okay. Especially when you're like, because I, I think especially for a band like that, you got two different albums, so you do got two different singers right out the gate. You know, first album, it's, it's out the gate. This, and then the second album. It's, you know, it's not a totally different genre of music, but it's a different flavor because it's got a different singer. So, and 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 I, I presumably a songwriter too, because I think Mem Von Stein also wrote some of the songs. So, 
You know what I mean? So it had a little bit of a different in characteristic right out the gate on the second album. So to go back to it, I, I don't know. Maybe because it has like a reference point of like, what? well, this is what I do like, and they kind of dropped the ball on this. But it could also work in great ways, too, you know? Because, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot like shit overkill comes to mind. Like, I would have told you that I think they suck shit. Like, a lot, anything yeah, after taking over. Yeah, you go back and listen to some of them, and you're like, this ain't that bad. This yeah, even the record's like, you would think that I would hate, especially with the opinion I've definitely thrown out here on, on the show. But, like, what well, after Cooks, I've gone back and listened to a few of the middle albums, like, from 88 to, like, whatever, 91, 92. And uh, I, none of them did I love, but they all had good songs, and they all had fillers. Yeah. That, that was the conclusion I came from. It's like, yeah, don't care. This is a good song. This song, eh, not so much. That's like, that's what I got. It wasn't a back, front to back, like uh, Feel the Fire or Taking Over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single song is good. You listen to them, you're like, yeah, okay, I like this song. And then you're like, yeah, not so much this one. And then the other one, you're just not even paying attention. You know, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The email kicks in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, another one I did go back and listen to, and I was kind of weary from the beginning, was a, a Fatal Portrait, King Diamond. Mm hmm. Like, it was definitely, because I don't really like the whole discography. I kind of really only like up to Abigail. Well, um, first two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fatal Portrait, man. Like, it just, that goes I mean, back I like to that guy's it. demo thing. Actually, I like Fatal Portrait. That, that being, like, pretty much my favorite band, well, we're damn close to it, is I don't think Fatal Portrait by any means is the best album. Not even close. I think I think them smokes it. Abigail smokes it. I even like a lot of the one from the, I like the eye more. I like uh, Spider's Lullaby more. I like Voodoo more. I know there's a lot of these older guys. What the fucking poser? Because they don't uh, maybe, like that. But, but uh, yeah, I think those well, albums are way your own opinion? Yeah, I know. But no, because I mean, I, uh, uh, I like every song on uh, Fatal Portrait, but there is, in my opinion, it is clearly evident that some songs are stronger than others. Like Halloween's stronger and um, um, Caron. Yeah, that uh, or is that on the uh, twelve? That's on there, right? I don't know, but well, isn't there, is there, there was a different the, song? Well, that, there was the mat, there was the twelve inch. The uh, there's the um, yeah, and they throw it on there as bonus, yeah, exactly. Stuff. So that, then there's yeah. the, for example, the lake that was a bonus track on the uh, reissue. And I think that's a great song. That's not, but that wasn't on the original LP. But I think it's the same recording session. That actually, I think that's it's funny. I'm almost, if I'm not mistaken, it's the same recording session. Uh, the song on the lake. Yeah, and, uh, and and then you know you get a reissue CD or whatever, and it's on there as a bonus track. I actually think that's one of the better songs. I'm like, fuck, I would have kept that one on there. And made it well. Nice. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, I, and I and honestly, I think I I, I kind of owe, owe my gripe to the production. It's just kind of that might bland. be why, because like I said, but I mean, but I do notice that other songs. It seems like some songs are definitely stronger than others. Yeah, and then there was de- uh, creators uh, extreme aggression. Uh, it listened to it. And I was like, "That's the fourth one, right?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just, it just was flat. I, I, I couldn't. It, it, there was no extreme. It wasn't an extreme aggression to me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, I, "It's kind of extremely boring." I, I was just kind of bored. I, yeah, I, I don't really know it that well. The only thing my creator I was big on is I like Pleasure to Kill a lot. I do like um, Endless Pain, but I think it gets. I, I like to use the word boring. But just kind of like when it's done, I'm like, okay, I was ready to listen to something else. But what do you do when um, that happens? That like that kind of uh, like you went. Do you get rid of it then? Do if you, I straight up didn't like it, yeah. 
Because yeah, I wouldn't say I didn't straight up didn't like it, and especially creator. Like I was like, maybe I just jammed this out so much. Maybe I'm kind of sleepy today. It wasn't the best yeah, day to, the, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and maybe I'm just extremely boring right now. And, and yeah, this yeah. album does smoke it. Or maybe you know, I didn't, I didn't read the back of the. Granted, that album doesn't say it, but the golden rule: play at max volume. I didn't do that today. I played yeah, yeah. it at minimal volume today because yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to. So I, I don't know, but like so. But yeah, I guess if I did flash like, oh my god, this sucks ass, then I do get rid of it. But I, know, I always kind of I never get, had anything that I liked, and then I went back and said, this straight this, up sucks ass. I've got, like I said, the uh, individual thought patterns. I was like, Ugh, you know, what was I thinking? But I never thought like straight up sucks ass. But like, I got this thing about okay, we, there's not enough space for okay in my collection. There's so. not. Yeah, no, there's not. <laughs> and I got plenty of okay. But anyway, says they don't. They they do. They do. Unless you're listening, wanting to listen to something every day, then. It's probably just okay. Yeah. Um, and a classic album like that, it's kind of like, man, I just can't, I can't just dismiss it and get rid of it. And especially like, cause it could be like oppressing or yeah, some, not, not to mention sometimes it, um, it's cool just to have it too. Cause you never know when they, you know, some young buck may come over and you, you know, yeah, you play it for them. Yeah. And you, you think Slipknot's cool and you, you know, so you're going to put, <laughs> you know, <laughs> granted if, if, if I thought it was not that good, the last time, that's not going to be the one I'm busted out. Right. Right. But you know, maybe he's just getting into it. You know, he yeah, was, here's some creator for your diet yeah. there. I got for the first four. Great. No, he's the guy that, yeah, exactly. The only thing he's heard was Slayer and shit. Remember now he's getting more bossed on and he's looking to get other shit. <laughs> well, like, he's like, right. and you bring up stuff like creator and stuff. He's like, well, you got, it. I want to hear it all. So now you got it. You know, one of those scenarios. I'm probably waiting never, for that probably day. never going to happen because it's never happened for me. That's I know. I've actually been waiting for that day too. And it's never happened. And the, usually the people that I, I probably could have had it happen with, I'm like, eh, I don't, really I don't, I don't want him a over. chance. He's, he's gone. Over anyways. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. here spouting how I like give people a chance, but when it's out live, they're like, "I don't want. I don't, he's done. He's done. He's gone." Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. He, he like he likes Slipknot. <laughs> what for the hell? Well, you know, as I was talking about last time, it's still fresh in its uh, new little approach in that the playlist is a company to the show. So it's you know when you go to our website, it's there and it's all linked up there for you to jam out. And we're more so going to comment and kind of lead you in what is on there. So uh, lately, I just kind of tapped into what I was listening to, uh, and that was uh, Unholy Lust. I forgot what the, I fucking forgot what the album was called. Oh, the first one, Taste the Sin, through whatever. Are you talking about the first album? Or? I'm talking about the first album. That's a great record. It, that was it, the best that, album of the year. Does that not remind you of Sadistic Intent? S- Sadistic Intent and Seven Churches, which combined is, together, yeah, yeah, master fucking piece. Absolute best album of the year. I think that was 2012, 2013, <laughs> something around there. Best album of the year. Yeah, that was that was really it's really good. So there's yeah, yeah, that. If you don't have that, that that if you're gonna buy one thing this month, that's what you want to buy. Unholy lust. And well, a little bit more metal blade is I was actually at like a, a used CD store. I was perusing through the metal bin, how just buying really anything because they were cheap as hell. And it rekindled a band that I liked, but never bought anything by. Uh, which is Destiny's End, which is actually uh, James Rivera from the singer of Hellstar. I know you're probably not that even that familiar. I, I mean, but, I know who Hellstar is. So if you like Hellstar, I, I mean, Destiny's End really isn't uh, anything short of it. Maybe a little bit m- less progressive and and kind of more on the uh, I don't know. It's still got that vibe going. It, it's good stuff. So that's on there too. Uh, and then a band that I worked with from Detroit, actually, I got to master their album and through such uh, help, uh, 
get that sound going and, and uh, I think a good sound and record for him. So I'm proud of that and just think it's a damn good record, though. And that's Eisenblast, their album uh, Screams in Cold Silence. Yeah, I still haven't had a chance to listen to the record. I liked the, the, the guys hand me in person their demo at our at our festival. And I really liked the demo. Yeah. Hand me a demo CDR. I was like, I don't know, two, three songs, something like that. And uh, it's, I have it somewhere in my collection. I, I kept it. And I thought it was really good. Because, yeah. you know, when people usually hand me stuff, you know, I'm like, oh, yeah, come yeah. On. I'm like, oh, my God. You're overwhelmed? Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not overwhelmed. I'm probably like, ah, it's probably, I'm probably not going to like it because that's usually the way it goes. Yeah. Um, because, you know, when you're getting stuff like, especially if it's a CDR, it's just, you know, you expect it to be junk or it's going to sound like shit or whatever. Got that. I was, I was, I really, really enjoyed it. So I definitely look forward to listening to this. Uh, yeah, you it's got like a, it. It's, it's like a 12 inch maxi, right? Like a mini LP? Well, maxi, I think, is like, Totally. No, but it's a twelve like, inch, but only like four songs or so, right? No, there's six. But it's yeah, oh, okay. it's not it's not a full length length. Oh, like six it's, songs it's, still pretty good. Yeah, it's like twenty five. It's a power. It's a power twenty five. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I haven't gotten around to listen to it. It's, uh, it's great. I, yeah. It's a and especially for black metal, uh, I give it two thumbs up. Really love the drumming on it too. Oh, okay, but yeah, but, and I really like how you can't distinguish the vocals. The vocals are more, and, and I don't know if they went for this or what. But it's just, it's more of an element than it is like something that you're supposed to be like, man, that really spoke to me. And I like that. I thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just my ears, but that's what I heard. Uh, We mentioned it, so it's going to be played, Vault Wraith, God Dethroned. And another thing I picked up and and just kind of still going through their catalog because I haven't, and they're definitely not a band that needs to hang it up, Vader. Yeah, the new album. I thought the new album was great. Uh, it wasn't the new uh, album that I picked up that we'll be playing. It was, no, uh, but the new that, album's called, um, the fuck's yeah, it called? I think it the, has like uh, a German title or a Polish title. No, it's called like The End or something, but it's not oh, The really? End. Yeah, it's a very simple, but it looks like it's in like the um, the uh, the font on it looks like um, not Old English, but kind of Latin yeah. looking, uh, but it's actually, it's an English title. Uh, no, I thought it was a good album. Good album. Uh, that's another band. Every album I think is good. Yeah, there's at least- I mean, it's definitely like- they're one of those bands of if it ain't broke, don't fix it because it's pretty much the same formula, <laughs> yeah. which is fine, you know. Um, but it's not; a, it wasn't an uninteresting pin no, in because, a corner to you know. No, because it doesn't sound, in my opinion, at least. There's a lot uh, to do with that formula. Yeah, it doesn't sound like a wall of noise to where it's just completely repetitive. Like you could tell the songs apart. Yeah, you know? and they're not always just blasts. Like yeah, the, yeah. I mean, Grand Vader definitely has blasts. Yeah, yeah, they, they, they'll be pounding your skull. But there, there's definitely a lot of variance. That's another. It. And I gotta say, that's a really another underrated band. In the all in all things, like it just uh, how it moves, and for I'm talking about for everything, the time frame they've been out, the consistency, none of this. Oh, we're gone for 20 years, but yeah, we've been around for 30 no, years. They, they, they never left. They, yes, I'm saying never <laughs> left, and and because a lot of bands, you know, truly prolific band. Yeah, I mean, there's really yeah, they, they really have it, and, and uh, you know, people will be more excited about the new, exactly whatever. But <laughs> the when new they should bullshit. be when they should be caring about that, they should be, they should be. And I, I was there, I was there in Cleveland. There was definitely not the packed house they deserve. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. So yeah. So there, that's to be expected there. So go to this episode's. Uh, just find this episode on Hellcast.net, our website. And as always, really any any episode, all it's all there on the website as well as all those great things like I mentioned, uh, like signing up for the email list. So make sure you do that because there's going to be deals and and the giveaways and stuff that the show will be doing, so you won't miss that. And you'll you'll just be connected. You won't ever miss an episode either. So this has been Hellcast. Tune in next time and feel free to send an email. That was one thing. Uh, Reaper at Hellcast.net. Fuck Justin. No one wants to talk to him. I'll get <laughs> your email going, though. All right. Do you want to email Justin? Email me that you want to email Justin and that you need to get an email address. And let us know what's going on. How, what do you think? What, do you like this playlist thing? Is it working out? Did you find out a good new bands? This is a waste of our time. And chime into any of these conversations. 
You know, tell us how to package a record. Tell us to stop bitching about the mail lady and share your thoughts and go to the Facebook page if you're that one of those people. We'll talk to you next time.